0: George, and with me, my mystical wizard of travel, my mom. How are Hi. you doing tonight?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: Excellent. So, um, you'll be gone for the next two weeks, but we'll have a special guest. We'll have a special guest host to be joining us for the podcast. Um, we're collectively knowing, calling him the Green Ranger for the time being. Okay. Because I think that's an apt description of him. Yeah. Um, and so today we're going to talk about the new. Well, not necessarily new, but the recently released Shazam movie. Okay. And I watched it over the weekend. I watched it over the weekend. You watched it over the weekend. What'd you think about it?
1: I watched it with the Green Ranger. Yes. Um, okay. Um, it was fun. I liked that it was campy. It sort of poked fun at itself, I think, in places. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was very lighthearted. And if you compare it to the the tension, I mean, you had a lot of tense moments. Don't get me wrong. But if you compare it to the tension of, um, an Avengers movie, which also sometimes are a little bit campy, mm-hmm. they, they poke fun at themselves. Um, it was much more, um, for a younger audience, I would say as part of it, but it was much more fun.
0: I would agree. I, I think this was a lot more of an innocent fun superhero movie that I've seen that have not seen in a while here yeah so we'll give a quick tutorial on Shazam here but only just because uh, if you haven't we discussed him a little bit in our Captain Marvel episode because he was originally known as Captain Marvel in the in the 1940s. And so uh, originally Shaz- uh, Shazam was known as Captain Marvel. He was a very popular superhero in comic book. He was actually far more popular than Superman and because of, he was far more popular, Uh, what DC ended up doing was they ended up suing Fawcett Comics which are the people who created Captain Marvel and basically said he's too similar to our superhero you need to stop that Superman. er, to Superman and they won oddly enough Um, it's not until about the 1970s though that they decide that DC decides they're going to buy Fawcett Comics and reintroduce the character back into the uh, DC continuity of superheroes he's not that Popular, a lot of a lot of writers have had tries at him, but he's not doesn't get his own solo book for a very long periods of time. Um, he kind of comes into play um, more frequently in other people's stories or big crossover sort of events where you have a lot of character, a lot of superheroes in there. Um, but the character itself, Shazam, originally known as Captain Marvel, is basically a great idea. At the end of the day, it's. Basically a 10-year-old kid named Billy Batson who says the magic word Shazam and transforms into a grown adult superhero with pretty much all the same powers as Superman with the exception that instead of shooting laser um, out of his eyes, he shoots lightning out of his hands. So it's very similar and very, uh, very interesting. And then one thing we didn't discuss here is that because it's like the 1940s, And I guess during World War II, you wanted to kind of show that a family exists, and that's kind of a, was more of a trademark. Batman had a family, Superman has a family. Uh, A lot of the DC comics have family because a lot of the superheroes from Marvel don't really start popping up until the 60s. Okay. Um, But back in that time, you wanted to show some sort of a nuclear family or some sort of existence of a family. So uh, Captain Marvel has a Marvel family. He has a Captain Marvel Jr. He has a Mary Marvel um, he's got an Uncle Marvel, which is just a guy that dresses up in a Captain Marvel costume and follows him around. So, professional cosplayer. Oh, cool! Um, you have a collection. You even have a a rabbit that's a superhero, which is kind of a parody, but also not a parody. He's hard to explain. Um, you also have the Marvel triplets. Marvel triplets came about because um, they basically had a, a radio show in which, like. Anybody who was named Billy, you know, like they, they wanted to invite Billy Batson, and Billy Batson came, but also three other guys also named Billy Batson came. And they got all Captain Marvel superpowers, so they became uh, the Marvel triplets. So they were Fat Marvel, Tall Marvel, and Hillbilly Marvel. Yeah. Um, and then, so yeah, that's kind of what Captain Marvel was back in the day. Um, very kind of interesting again a very popular comic for what it was but nowadays more of a bit player in his own stories in a lot of cases um he makes good cartoon fodder i've seen a number of uh shazam cartoons uh, that are like dc does this thing where it releases like a an hour and a half long movie about a superhero an event or something in their timeline and other characters either join in or it's just about batman in a lot of cases but there's one about Shazam and other character, and Shazam appears in different shows, or different kind of, like, major kind of, like, look, it's all the Justice League, and Shazam is apparently in some continuities a founding member of the Justice League, so oh. very interesting. Okay. So, uh, but when we get to the movie here, like, if, I, I enjoyed the movie. I had annoyances with the movie, but I think that's intentional on the movie's part. Um, but the, my annoyances are less of the fact that, like, they're annoyances and more of the fact that, like, I'm just a really good seasoned nerd and I've seen a lot of superhero movies, so I wasn't expecting what I, got, what I got shown. And I had to, like, take myself out of it for a moment to say, like, no, 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 no. That's the point. Okay. So, in a meta context, like, where it was annoying me, it was intentionally trying to annoy me. Poking fun at you. Maybe not poking fun at me, but... Um, maybe
1: maybe um, just poking well, possibly
0: just poking Okay. Um, but to, to set the movie up here it's kind of the story here is Billy Batson gets separated from his mom at like 3 years old and his mom never comes back for him and he ends up in a foster system where all he ever does is he runs away to go and find his mom Um, he ends up getting in with this new family here who's Probably like what seems to be the nicest family you could possibly be for a foster kind of system. Like They're
1: professional foster parents. They don't have kids of their own. Yeah, but like yeah. it's
0: a super tight-knit, yeah. really very warm. welcome. warm, yeah. Yeah, like you feel like if you cross these parents, it would be not be a good idea, but at the same time, they're like new age hipsters, I would guess maybe is kind of the best way to put it, maybe.
1: Well, yeah, and, and they actually do express that they were both foster kids. Mm-hmm. So they understand... And, and can empathize with the kids, which I thought was nice. Yeah.
0: Um, all the same kind of characteristics were there in the original version of it, it still exists. You know, Billy Batson is a, you know, in this version I think he's a far more shyer, more...
1: He's 14. He's
0: 14, not 10 years old, so they've aged him up a little bit here. He's a bit more shyer and a bit more uh, a bit reclus- of a
1: wise ass.
0: He's reclusive, very reclusive and very much a wise ass. Well,
1: he's very injured.
0: Yeah. Emotionally. I mean, Absolutely. And then um, sort of the same circumstances that happened in the movie was how he got his powers. He got chased by a pair of uh, bullies, escaped onto a subway train, the subway train takes him to the wizard Shazam, who...
1: Do you want to talk... So the the initials in Shazam stand for something.
0: Yes. So uh, they stand for six theoretically mythical beings here. One of them is... Dubious whether he actually existed or not because he might have existed. Um, and so they stand for, um, oh, I had it here. There we go. So it's uh, Solomon, Hercules, Atlas, Zeus, Achilles, and Mercury. And they're actually acronym, they're actually six kind of heroes of mythology that Billy Batson as Shazam is supposed to incorporate. So it's the wisdom of Solomon, the strength of Hercules, the stamina of Atlas, the power of Zeus. The Courage of Achilles, which often gets like assumed as like, that's how he's invincible. Yeah. Um, and uh, the Speed of Mercury. Yes. Um, which we would know as Apollo, but that's probably too many A's inside here. Yeah. So I found that kind of interesting yeah. that they went to a Roman naming system when they, for everybody else, they were basically going over the Greek versions. But hey, our writers got it write. right.
1: Yeah. Well, Shazza doesn't sound that
0: no, I'm, I'm pretty sure they were trying to wringle in Sazam at one point. So, yeah. you know, what, you know, so, yeah, again, Mercury, perfectly fine. But yeah, so that's what the acronym stands for.
1: Okay, so if we can back up up a little bit. Yeah, so he, he um, ends up on the subway train. But, you know, prior to that, in trying to find his mom, he actually, like, breaks into a store, mm-hmm. gets the police to come, and then, and then, while the police are in the store, locks them in, and um, gets on their, you know, gets on their their uh, equipment inside their car to try to find another address for his mom. And as the story develops, you learn that he's brought into the the chamber, which later becomes the lair. But in this chamber, and the chamber has, it's actually very cool. Um, this chamber has creatures in it that have been turned to stone, but have red eyes.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: And um, so the chamber has these creatures, and um, and has a, wi- a very aging wizard who needs to find a replacement.
0: A wizard here, played by uh, Dismon Huson, who is also one of the was also in Guardians of the Galaxy. hmm Yes. Um, actually, also um, uh, the guy who plays Shazam, which is Zachary Levy also in the Thor movies,
1: that's yeah. Well, and and the Green Ranger was telling me all these things as the movie was going. It mm-hmm. Actually, got kind of annoying, but but that's okay. <laughs> um, so I had a I had a, an issue. Okay. That um, the wizard is looking for someone with a pure heart. Yes. And we just saw this kid lock police officers in a store, and and
0: as he kind of goes throughout the story here, you watch him and he's again very much a smart smart aleck I think the only kind of redeeming thing he even does in the very beginning here is that when um Fred, Freddie Freeman here um who's the annoying little little bro- like, younger brother yeah, yeah well I don't know if he's younger he's almost a, seems to be somewhat Same of age maybe okay. it's not well established here so it's not yeah um he gets hit by another car and the it, doesn't get hit by a car, but like scratches up some like teenagers sort of like truck here. And I have always very dubious about the school. Like everyone's in this school in this area here, everything from what looks to be like elementary to middle school to high school. It's an odd school. It's, it's a K through 12. It's an interesting school. And that yeah. But yeah. like, and that they just park at the front of the street and it's only as a somewhat redeeming factor that he beats up the bullies kind of like as a,
1: he's proved he can be loyal yeah he's inter- so he's introduced into this foster family that has five other kids yes, and there's a much much younger sister. she's probably eight or ten maybe not even.
0: Darla Dudley
1: Darla Dudley okay and then there's there's um a eighteen year old very pretty Mary
0: Mary Bloomfield
1: yeah um and then there's Freddie. Yes. Um who who you're right, I think is probably about the same
0: age. I would wager maybe.
1: Yeah. So about the same age, but um but but it isn't you're right, it isn't established. Um and then there's there's the Wiz the Whiz Kid. Um sort of the Penelope Garcia of the of the group.
0: I would go um uh, yeah, so that's Eugene Cho.
1: Okay. And then there's there's the um other sort of young teenager
0: Latino, uh, I would wager, Pedro Pena. Yeah. It's one of the things you'll get used to this, to this particular one here, like all the names, like Billy Batson, Darla Dudley, Freddie Freeman, like all the names are very kind of like rhyme almost with each other a little bit. You all start with you know, like the same name or they somehow like rhyme in some way, shape or form.
1: Okay. I didn't catch the the alliteration, but but yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so, and there's, and and it's so. In in that sense, it's sort of a forced diversity.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't have so much a problem with forced diversity. Um, again, like it in a foster kind of system here, I would kind of almost expect it on a certain yeah, level. Yeah, there, but
1: there's, there's one of everything.
0: Yes, yes, there's one of everything.
1: Because, because the Freddie is handicapped. hmm Um, and has a a. Uh, a problem with his leg.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so, th- so there's kind of one of everything. I, I found it convenient. Yes. Didn't it's, it's, bo- I mean, it's not that it bothered me. I just found it convenient.
0: It's not forced at least. I mean, that's the only thing I can really say about it. It's not forced, but it is very much kind of a, just there sort of thing.
1: Yeah. So, so, um, so he meets his family and then, and then um, the end of the first day of school, he ends up beating up somebody who uh,
0: kind of deserve
1: it? Yeah, deserved Des- it, and and um, had gone after Freddie.
0: Yeah, your generic bullies.
1: Yeah, you're, yeah, very much your generic bullies. Very clean cut, clean. Uh,
0: I got differentiation
1: of- between good guy and bad guy here. Yeah, yeah,
0: they're not but quite subtle about that at all. Bad guys. But they are don't. Very-
1: they don't have to be. I mean, that's not the purpose of, yeah. the, of the movie. So I'm okay with that.
0: Yeah, and they weren't like that in the comic theater. If it's a bad guy, it's clearly a bad guy.
1: But so, so back to my initial thing, and that's yes, that, that um, Billy isn't necessarily come across as as
0: pure of heart or yeah. idea, or de- idealistic here. I mean,
1: you could see him misusing the powers.
0: Yeah, and he, he does, and he does so badly. Yeah, like. <laughs> if, but again, I mean, like if you think about it, here, like this is one of the things I did like about the movie is that it's you know like the movie was very much characters first story second there is a a story that's happening in it but it's almost like non-existent because you really just want to see the characters keep going on you mostly get to see again like zachary levy playing you know as you know the older shazam character playing off uh jack dylan grazer which is the freddie freeman character and that interaction is very much like a look. I just found a best friend who knows everything about this. Help me out,
1: right? Yeah. So so Freddy's kind of the nerd that knows all the superhero stuff. Yes. And um, and we'll talk about my my first sort of sort of stupid problem, and that's that, that Shazam looks nothing like Billy Batson. Billy Batson's fair. Fair-eyed. I mean, I think he's got bluer or, or light green eyes, and he has fairly lighter hair. They look. He it, Shazam doesn't look like a grown-up version of, of Billy. Yeah,
0: again, you know, there's some suspension of disbelief that has to happen along that way here. I mean, like they don't. I mean, it's about as close as you can get in some cases. Oh, no,
1: you could have gotten a whole lot closer. I
0: I think it might have been able to get closer here. But I mean, like, at the end of the day here, like, when you consider, like, how many actors are in, like, their mid-20s, their late-20s to early-30s who could pull off, like, the Shazam look at the end of the day. That's true. But then have a younger brother that's, like, 15 years younger that could theoretically play the billy batson character because again if you have to if you have to remember here like from meta contextual standpoint here you want actors that are well known or going to be or are already being pushed as stars here and the young um asher angel which kind of a cool name at the end yeah. of the day when you think yeah. about it he actually shot a majority of the show here while he was still in his uh con- contractual obligation to the disney channel where he's Already doing a TV show over there.
1: Oh, did not realize that. That's why you use him. Yeah. Because he's, he's got some built in audience. And, a, and Disney is probably the right audience for this movie. It's a very PG movie.
0: Oh, very, very PG. I mean, I, don't, I think, like, at one point here, the most bloody you ever see is Billy or Billy as Shazam gets a bloody nose at one point, and that's about it.
1: Well, I'm trying to think, there isn't really any swearing or very little. There's, there's, you know, the, there's the scene in the boardroom that's probably not real savory, but, but, you know.
0: So, yeah, yeah. I mean, now would be a good time to talk about the villain here, I, I suppose. So, Mark Strong is Dr. Thaddeus Silva. Um, in the comics, Dr. Silva is kind of your generic super scientist mad, bad guy, you know, like... Yeah. You know, like, I think in, if he had that mustache, he could twirl he would have it but he's in the same vein as the early versions of Lex Luger in yeah, the Yeah, very much comics. like that. Very much a you know in, almost to, to a point where like he's bald he's um, got a bit of a scar on, his, on a, one of his eyes and he's very much a super scientist that wants to stop wants to get rid of Shazam or take his powers because that's kind of what he's looking for. In the movie they paint him as being the being an early kid who was Shazam was trying to see if he would be the next guy to take on his the powers. Wizards, yeah. yeah, to be his champion. Um, and he gets tempted by the seven deadly sins that are there in the cavern. Um, and he gets in, you know, should the Wizards those are
1: those are the ugly statues I was describing earlier. Yes. where the seven deadly sins. Yeah.
0: Um and then so the Wizards of them decides, No, you're not, so I'm gonna send not you worthy. back. Yeah. Sends him back and into you know, back into a family which is very much kind of like a you know he's
1: already the not good enough kid yeah he's he's, got an older brother who who dad clearly likes better
0: yeah and and it's clearly that's one of the one things i kind of found a little annoying here in the beginning was that it's very front-loaded on origins Mm -hmm. in the very beginning of it here um it was in and a reviewer online said this for the movie, because I went and watched it, listened to a couple of movie reviewers here. Um, was that whoever was writing the story here clearly had a love. Didn't maybe have a love affair, but really kind of wanted a very deep char- a bad guy character at the end of the day. And so front loaded a lot of background into the character here, more so than you would get with other villains, because a lot of other villains don't usually get this kind of front loaded sort of, you know, origin sort of stuff. Like we almost spend like five, ten minutes, we spend like almost ten minutes learning about this other character here that now as an adult here, Mark Strong is as the doctor here is literally trying to study the weird symbols he thought he saw that got him into whatever secret place he was at. And well
1: he did see them. He saw them they flashed on I think the radio or something.
0: In, in the car. In, no, for him it flashed in his Magic Gate Ball.
1: Oh, that's right. So, Flash and right. Magic
0: Eight Ball, and then for other people, and then he was apparently studying other people that apparently had been in a similar situation here, um, and him trying to find the door, or some sort of answer to get into this wizard's, you know, hideout again, so that way he could get the powers.
1: So he's he's got like a research study going, and he's finding people mm-hmm. that have um, been to the chamber, basically. Um, and you understand later when you get into the chamber, it's a sea of doors. So, so you understand later that that um, lots of people have been in the chamber to see if they were worthy. Yes. Which again makes me question why Billy Batson is, except he clearly is at, mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Um, so something sees some something in his soul that's yes. deeper. But in the first in those first minutes. Um, when they were in the car and then he goes to the chamber and he's told he's not worthy and he still comes back out and the father speaks to him i actually found myself sympathizing with him yeah. i i i felt like pork ki- i know what that feels it's like
0: pork you know poor kid i mean like yeah. in, like the he they literally get into a you know a near collision accident and then they get into an actual accident but the dad's like screaming and yelling at him and then even after the accident here, the brother is blaming the you know the younger. You Even know. as an
1: adult, the brother blames blames him. Yeah,
0: Yeah, no, no. Yeah, no. Again, the the bad guy here is a very is a much deeper character that's clearly going off of resentment that everyone else feels about him and why wasn't he worthy enough to have the, these powers? Um, and so clearly, like that was the intention was to uh, show that this was a far more deeper character that. that this was his motivation for why he was being a bad guy not just being a bad guy for the sake of being a bad guy um so yeah i like that i would love to see mark strong though not be a bad guy for once
1: oh is he is that a a frequent role yeah
0: he's he's very frequently either a bad guy or some sort of like
1: he does have a scientist look
0: he, he has a scientist look he has a mobster look he has He's is just notoriously well cast as being bad guys in some cases. I would love to see him in a slightly more good guy role, maybe, or some sort of mentor role. I think you would have. I think you would have nailed it if he were uh, Zordon in the new Power Rangers, as opposed to uh, Billy or uh, Billy or Billy Cranston, who is uh, from Breaking Bad and um, Malcolm in the Middle. Okay, which is a very interesting dynamic for that for that actor. You know, like for 10 years you're like this bumbling dad and then you somehow get into like very serious acting and this is one of the most 180 characters you can ever be is this like you know cancerous drug kingpin you know at one point so like yeah, yeah. But that's a different story that's a really different one here
1: well for another week
0: oh absolutely so so yeah so so Billy Benson gets these powers here and he kind of does what every other kid would do with them and he overtly abuses them with Freddy.
1: <laughs> first of all, first of all, he didn't get a book. He didn't get any, like at first I thought the wizard was gonna be Yoda. And the wizard, the wizard, you know, even though we know he's dying, he's sitting there waiting for the right person to come. Mm-hmm. Um, and many years have passed since he, he interviewed the young villain, yes. right? So um, even with that, I kind of expected some mentoring here. How do you give somebody these superpowers without any instructions? He has no idea what he can do and not do.
0: No, and that's, that's literally part of the journey here, is, it was trying to figure out what he can and can't do. And it's not one of these things where it's a short little montage of...
1: It's pretty cute, things. though.
0: No, it's pretty cute, and it's just... And again, like a 14-year-old kid inhabiting the body of an adult here is very much being a, a child still.
1: Well, okay, so so let's talk about that. So, the what the first thing he does is he goes into like a Seven Eleven type store, mm-hmm. and he goes in there to buy beer, because of course he's now an adult in a superhero suit.
0: So later, he goes to a strip club or a gentleman's club too. He
1: does. He he does. Go, well, yeah, he goes to a strip club. Um, uh, says
0: he needs more money.
1: Says he needs more money. Yeah, he goes through the money pretty quickly. Well, and let's talk about how he gets the money. So so um he, he he finds out that he's bulletproof and that that scene just was was hilarious because um he's he's got two robbers break into the um the the quickie mart that they're in to buy the beer and um and he walks up to them and and tells them to halt him and, and all that and the guy starts uh firing bullets at him and the bullets are bouncing off the, the costume so then Freddie tells him well we don't know if it's the suitor or it's you fire at his face like what if what if it had just been this suit poor poor Billy Danson would be Billy Denson.
0: oh absolutely it's uh...
1: <laughs> Was he just like, like what? Well, wow. yeah,
0: it's, it's, it's again it's like again it's kid logic here at the end of the day I mean like go ahead fire at his face as much as the characters are aged to like 14 years old here like it very much still seems like Ten years old was the age was the range they were doing, and then realized that the actors could not logistically look ten years old, so aged them up to be kind of what they would look like. I mean, you got to remember though, like well, a lot of times with these movies are getting even just casted here, they're being casted two years down the line before they ever before they ever come out because you need to set up the you need to set up the production, and then you need to shoot it and then there's a whole bunch of special effects that go on in between there and then after you get through the you know special effects could take anywhere from 6 to 8 months so almost 3 years ago yeah he could have pulled off a 10-year-old kid
1: well but but but, now, but the ad- another part of it is, I, mean, I actually thought the that, that he was 14 really did work and part of the reason why it worked was because you have the ongoing in the background
0: mm-hmm.
1: as a subplot you have the ongoing search for his mom oh yeah and and it, it is a 10-year-old that probably doesn't work
0: I mean, maybe not to the same degree that it's currently. That it it
1: works. it works. It works the way it's used here. Yes. Um. And and I think the way it's used here, he'd have to be
0: like fourteen you years old. He'd have to be so, older. Yeah. No. Yeah. So it it's works. Somewhat more independent, sort of you know rebellious nature of. But but he, but he
1: but but to go into some of his bad acts as he's you know finding out what he can do, he's posing for pictures like he's Elmo at Times Square. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's he's collecting money tips for for posing for. for he's
0: putting up YouTube videos of himself, and or he, Freddie's putting up YouTube videos of him doing super things at the end of the day here, and
1: of them trying to figure out
0: uh, what of his what yeah, what are his they've superpowers? Got the,
1: they've got like a little checklist.
0: Oh yeah, no, he's got a checklist here. At one point here, he shocks a ATM machine, and money just. Pfft, Comes out, out of the ATM machine, and then he just goes.
1: Which is how he gets the money for the strip strip club. Oh yeah, no, yeah. And
0: he then, tries
1: to stop somebody from being raped, and the woman's so afraid of him because she, he's still not quite in control.
0: Yeah, quite and aware and she of gives
1: him money to go away. Yeah, because she's concerned.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And 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 what I thought was interesting was, so he says Shazam, and he becomes Shazam, mm-hmm. um, the big adult figure, but. Um, it's like the movie Big. He is it in the is. adult. Bo- well, and I'll tell you, there's even a, a, um, a bow to that in in later on in the movie um, with
0: the keys.
1: With the keys on the on the, on the yeah on, yeah
0: yeah. So I hadn't thought about that. That's a great an- analogy.
1: Yeah, it's very to me. It was very much like like the movie Big, but with a superhero. Yeah. And um,
0: do all the things you could have done as an adult, but you're a child.
1: Yeah. And, and, um, and so he's in the adult body, but with the kid mind and they're trying to figure out, can he fly? Well, how do you figure out if you you climb on something tall and you jump off? Well, okay, but you land because you know, face first, because you don't know what to do or they go to the real estate office because they need to find a lair. That, I mean, that conversation to me, because I work in real estate, was hilarious. Because you had this real estate broker who's trying to figure out what they want, and one of them wants six bedrooms, and one of them doesn't need any bedrooms, they just need sort of a living room. And, um, and what is it? Well, it's a lair, because um, they need their superhero lair like Batman
0: hands. Something primarily, you know, ideally a castle overlooking a cliff, a possibility here. And-
1: yes, they actually say that. Oh yeah, no, it's, so, um, so I, I found it interesting that they came up with a lot of ways you could misuse the powers the the whole whole like posing like elmo and taking selfies thing um was was a perfect sort of um acknowledgement of our age
0: i think so too no yeah this movie very much plays on the notion that you know it's it's a modern age the movie's not set in like the 1940s certainly not even 1990s very much set in Today. Yeah. I mean, everyone's got cell phones. They're very prevalent throughout the entire movie. Yeah, they are. Um, And all the stuff you would do as a child now are kind of the same things that you would probably expect that this movie did in a lot of cases. And I love, at one point here, I love that I, the kind of like naive, sort of like innocent sort of way that like the characters are moving through the scenes here because again, they're very much just being their characters here. Well, they do. And that's a lot of fun to just watch them just do that.
1: Well, and, and interesting as well, because they don't—they certainly don't think through the the consequences of what they're doing or all the things that might happen. So at one point, one of the first consequences that does happen is he figures out that he's got lightning in his hands, mm-hmm. and he's like shooting things, and he accidentally shoots a bus on an overpass.
0: Then goes and saves it, but everyone thinks that like he saves the bus legitimately and. No, he's kind of making up for an accident that he did at the end. That he day. caused,
1: yeah. So, um, but but that's when everybody becomes aware of his superhero powers, and including him to some degree, mm-hmm. because at this point he doesn't know if he can fly, but in this emergency he does, and he catches a bus face first. I mean, like, like pretty catches much the almost bus, with his face, almost with his face, yeah, um, and and that those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. In the meantime. One of the things that happens is the villain goes back to the lair and absorbs all the seven deadly sins.
0: Yes, he steals some sort of orb that was in the original version of the lair, admittedly earlier in the movie here.
1: You see the orb.
0: Yes, and um, basically absorbs the seven deadly sins into him, which gives him his own powers, which are on the same level of strength and ability to Shazam here, which is kind of interesting that you think that all these other villains have the, you know, combined to give him the same power set as, as Shazam here, but, like, if these are the bad guys and one guy's the good guy, where does that dynamic fall out? I, that that I found interesting in kind of the mythology of the character, that, uh-huh. like, it's the exact same set of powers, and the reason why they're the exact same set of powers almost is that in the original version of Captain Marvel here there was a bad guy that only ever appeared once but DC loved the characters who appeared more often was a character called Black Adam it was a character from that the wizard gave his power to very very early on like this would have been like during you know ancient egypt times okay and as a result here the wizard you know gave him the powers and black adam was a bad guy at the end of the day that's why he's looking for some the pure of heart, and he basically sends Black Adam away, and banishes him, but he'll return if Shazam, uh, the wizard, dies, and or disappears, and as the process of giving the powers over to Billy Batson, Black Adam reappears in a lot of the power sets that, you know, that Dr. Um, Doctor Silva has, uh, Silva has here, or Silvna, excuse me, Silvna, Doctor Silva has here are the exact like, same powers as Billy Batson because I think he was really supposed to be Black Adam and guess he was going to play back Black Adam originally? Who? The Rock.
1: Well, that would have been good.
0: See, so, yeah, like that would have been a cool character fu- that would have been you know a very similar analog to that. He actually went through the process and signed on to play Black Adam at one point.
1: Well, but what's 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 interesting about Doctor Silva is that. Um, what what I liked was the the comparison or the or the contrast um, between the uh, the the very evil, very smart
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, villain with the same powers as the very, in the end pure. I mean, in the end, he he does he
0: does show the, how, how yeah. pure he is, yeah.
1: And um, and but very naive child. And the the way the two think and the way the two think through the process, because whereas is as Shazam, Billy's trying to find himself. And I mean it's an analogy to him trying to find himself because he's never found his mom. Yes. same sort of analogy. And um, and he's trying to find himself. and in that he's slowly discovering the powers he's not assuming them. And he's slowly seeing what he can do with them, including doing some nefarious things with them because oh, he's because he's an naive kid. Um,
0: it's almost a stunted growth. Like he's still being that naive ten year old that was told he's not good enough here, trying to show everyone else that he is good enough, even but, though but, now he's an adult.
1: But, but in this particular instance, because early on in the movie, you see several people telling him, if your mom wanted you, she would have come look for you.
0: Oh, yeah, no. It, it's case, said Billy in different Batson.
1: ways, but yeah, Billy Batson. And so, um, he has this feeling that he was never good enough. And then you have have Dr. Silvna, who also... Literally told. Was literally told by his father that he wasn't good enough. Um, and told by the wizard that he wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. And... Um, the contrast between what it does to the two hearts. Billy's still looking, searching, trying to find himself. Doctor Silvan obviously, has found himself, but um, it's a not a nice self.
0: No, I, I think again. I still think again that like, I think Doctor, and this is well done to the to the to the writers in the movie here that we're still talking about Doctor Silva because in a lot of cases with the Marvel movies here, we rarely ever continue talking about the villain at the end of the day because oftentimes the villain is just a bad guy with a little slightly twisted sense of logic And here like no like this was a character that got told he wasn't good enough and decided to spend the next 35 you know some odd years getting back to that point where he could get back and look at the wizard and say like tell me why wasn't I good enough I have to know why I wasn't good enough because because again it's like He's a whiny. He was a bit of a little whiny kid when when is with his dad here. But like that's not an excuse at any particular level.
1: Well, but he was a kid. I mean, I actually he's found I found him as a kid. He was a kid.
0: Yeah, he was being a kid. He was being. Yeah. He was supposed to be. I didn't a kid.
1: find I didn't find that behavior particularly
0: off-putting or anything. Yeah. So he's be, he's he was being, being a tru- kid. Tru- he was being true yeah. himself.
1: Yeah. So so to me the the contrast between how the two of them go about it there's there's certainly an age difference, but it's what two different people do given the same circumstances, rejection by a parent, mm-hmm. and the same um, advantages in the powers that, that that they both get.
0: Absolutely. So how about that super suit? Ha
1: ha, ha. I would like to have a super suit. Um, yeah, no, I... Um, it's
0: kind of a cool suit with the cape and everything, and...
1: Oh, and I can absolutely see where it looks like Superman, okay? Oh, it no, it I, just, yeah. it does. It, 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 it just even does. You get down
0: to the kind of, like, the little, like, scaling sort of effect that's on the costume here, almost, that Superman does that as well, like... I don't understand about, about that about superhero movies. Like, the scaling sort well, of, Well, like even Captain spending. Marvel,
1: you know, which we saw a month or so ago, has the same sort of thing. It has. There's definitely a texture to it.
0: Yeah, like, I don't know where this texture comes from. I,
1: because it looks cool on film. I guess so. Yeah.
0: It looks almost otherworldly, I guess, maybe, is the other way to put it. Yeah, look it looks, looks it,
1: supernatural.
0: Because when you look at it, you know, like Captain Marvel's costume was meant to be the Kree aliens. You look at Superman, supposed to be, like, his a suit from Krypton and then you have Shazam here, I guess it's kind of most supposed to be otherworldly or magical almost. like I get that at a certain level. Um, but no, yeah, I like the costume too. I think the costume worked really well. I love the fact that Zachary Levy, I think they literally made sets that were smaller for him because he's not a tall guy. I think at the end of the day where he hit his head on a bunch of stuff leaving every everywhere. Yeah. Um, because so he's not I, used to it. Well, he's not used to it, but he's not used to, like, you know... I don't think the character needs... I don't think Zachary Levy is, like, seven feet tall, either. Yeah. I think he's, yeah. like, at most, maybe 6'2", maybe. Yeah, you so know, you're very, very, yeah. very standard leading man. But, like, I love the notion that in some cases he's got to bend his head down or conks his head on stuff all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know... He's yeah, just no, not,
1: not used to being in his body. No. So, can we talk about um, this, the... Foster siblings. Yes. Okay. We can. Okay. So um, the foster siblings, I think, because of their of their own circumstances, become very supportive very quickly, which. Um, I think it's their inherent nature. In I think huh?
0: that's their inherent nature of just their family that they're very, that they know they're all in a foster system and they kind of got to get along with everybody and they're used to. They've grown up clearly in a family that's very inclusive. At the end of the day that wants everybody to be included in there. Yeah, and We kind of don't get the impression of how many kids have kind of gone through it beforehand at all, um, but that all the kids are very much kind of taught or at least raised to be very inclusive with one another.
1: They're all very supportive of each other and, yes. and, and, um, and they're supportive of him pretty immediately on. Mm-hmm. And so the whiz kid, yes, the, the Penelope Garcia, if you would, uh, manages to find the mother Mm-hmm. And finds that she's um,
0: oh, this was a tear-jerking scene. Like even oh I felt bad for her. Yeah. for Billy Batson.
1: Yeah, the, she's two subway stops away.
0: And the reason, so originally in the beginning of the movie, he's looking for anybody, any females between a certain age that have the same last name as Rebecca him, Rebecca Batson. And yeah. then eventually, he eventually like the whiz kid here, Eugene, figures out, you know, by basically pulling out the di- this diary of notes that was found. Basically figured out, no, she went back to her old maiden name, and it's about two subway blocks away. Yeah. And so Billy Batson goes and visits his mom, and she just kind of was never in a good position ever. Apparently, it's not well well expressed in the movie because it doesn't look like a 17-year-old. It looks like a 20-some-odd. Yeah, that's but, true. But that she was only 17 in that.
1: When she had him. Yeah. Which would have meant she was 20 when she walked away from him.
0: Yeah, so...
1: Um, but she says, yeah, she saw him with the police, and she knew he'd be safe, and she just never went looking for him, didn't want him back. But I, what I thought found really painful was he never even makes it inside the apartment. She's absolutely going to keep him out. She doesn't want whoever the man she's living with. It, it isn't explained whether that's a boyfriend or a husband. She just says, this isn't a really good time right now. Mm-hmm. And and she looks she's but you, you you're okay. You turned out okay. Yeah, you look fine. You look good, yeah. And um and she makes it very clear like like she wants she doesn't say, Don't ever come see me again. She's not she's angry. not that callous. She's not but, that callous. But she wants clearly wants nothing to do with him. And and as I said, he never even makes it inside the apartment. Like, wouldn't you want to hug your child? Wouldn't you want to there's there's nothing more no impressive. no
0: no no yeah no it's almost as if him being there is more of a inconvenience for her especially at that particular moment it's very much an inconvenience inconvenience for her for him to be there yeah um and the simple notion here that like after that billy realizes that like again i mean they they painted very well in the beginning of the story here the social worker literally says like hey like if your mom wanted you back she would have she would have gotten you Yeah, she's never come looking for you. She's never come looking for you, and you know, and and again, yeah, I know. I found that I found that to be very much a heartbreaker there because again, like you know, it's one of those things. Like Billy got exactly what he wanted; he found his mom, and after he found his mom, he realized his mom wants nothing to do with him, and you know, nobody wants anything to do with him almost. Yeah, and that was very much a tearjerker here, but it's kind of an interesting turning point because. Um it was after that he decided, he realized, you know, by this point here, just prior to this particular scene in the movie here, uh, Shazam, uh, Billy Batson and Sajam saves this bus here, but then he meets Mark Strong's, you know, Dr. Sivana, and basically, Sivana's basically, at this point here, is like, look, you're going to give me these powers because I deserve them, you don't, and because clearly he, he's just been, you know, Dicking around with them, I guess, at the end of the day. And they have this long, protruded chase scene here. And this is one of the things I liked about the movie that I think a lot of people have kind of like, writers have certainly gleamed onto was that the fact that, like, Billy Batson saying Shazam is what changes him back and forth to the character Shazam. Right. And they use that an awful lot in the movie here, almost to a point where I'm like, okay. You can it's stop. been done. It's, it's been, been done. done. We get it. But yeah. they find, keep finding new ways to make it useful and unique here at the end of the day. And I found that very intriguing because the way he gets away from Mark Strong, who's Dr. Silvina, is that he says the name, a bolt of lightning comes down and changes him back to a kid. And then as a kid, he runs off into the crowd Yeah, with all the other people because then nobody really, everyone saw the lightning happen, but never saw where the character went and all that's there is just this kid that... Hey, the kid could have been in the blends. background of the entire time. Yeah, blends blends right
1: in, Yeah, blends right in with everybody yeah. else. Yeah,
0: and then so um, I love the scene where he leaps off the roof and says the name, and then just you know transforms, and then just flies in, off in midair. I love that. I yeah. like that. It was a great little. That seems like the perfect trailer scene that you would have, or or, or something like that. But I thought that was a great scene. Um, I was surprised actually that this, all of this is based around the time of Christmas.
1: I was too, so, so I wonder if the original release was supposed to be around Christmas. I kind of, I kind of wondered. I kind of
0: got that feeling too that maybe this would have been a good yeah. Christmas movie. Because yeah. because
1: the chase really centers around a Philadelphia, um, because this is taking place in Philadelphia.
0: And there's obviously snow and it's very cold outside. So. Well, like. and
1: Philadelphia is a winter carnival. Yes. And and it's taking place at the winter carnival. At one point, he runs through a toy store. Yes. And like big, he. Um, Dance on some keys of a of a. Um,
0: it's like a step keyboard, I guess, is where you, on a, keep, where yeah. you stand on the keys and then play the different notes here.
1: Right, exactly like they did in Big. So I thought that was kind of an acknowledgement. I,
0: I can't wait till the DVD comes out, and I imagine that at some point here, the keys he was stepping on was maybe some sort of tune. Because mind you, like he's been in Shazam itself has been in some incarnations of cartoons in the '70s and '80s. There was a live-action version of him that existed, I think, in the '70s here, um, and so I wouldn't be surprising if that was like a very old theme song that we're not aware of. You know, like how Spider-Man has like the yeah. 1970s Spider-Man has a theme song. Like, I would imagine the there's, keys being possibly it. being played for that too.
1: I just thought it was. I thought it was a nice sort of homage to to Big.
0: I like the fact that like Superman and Batman exist in this world because this all takes place in the DC universe, movie right. universe here. And that, like, there's toy versions of Superman and Batman out there, and he's like literally like, like that comes up fr- rather frequently. Like, yeah, you know, like one of the most cherished items of Freddie Freeman here is is bullet casing that came that you know came, from... cru- came off Superman when it was crushed by hitting him. Like, yeah, to him that's a big deal. At the end of the day,
1: yeah, he's got a little certificate for it, and
0: everything. he's got a he's got a replica of Batarang, you know, in there too, which is i find that all very interesting at the end of the day that it all takes place in this world and he literally flings batman at you know a toy batman like one of those standing post ones here great marketing at the end of the day because yeah like what kid doesn't come out of the movie and says like oh wow they have a they have a three foot tall batman mom i should probably have a three foot tall batman Batman. or superman well you gotta have your tie-ins i love that notion here um so they get to the... So they get to the... To the Chill... Chill Delia... Chill... Philadelphia. Philadelphia, Which I thought was fair. creative. Yeah. Um, and there's a huge fight scene that happens around there. What Mark Strong... What Dr. Silene, he really wants here is that he wants Shazam to hold on to the staff that transfers powers. And he wants, you know, them to... Wants, you know, Shazam to transfer the powers into him.
1: Well, okay. And as part of the storyline, um, I, I, I came to realize that... Um, that Shazam, the powers are in him. In mm-hmm. Doctor Sivana, the powers are the seven deadly sins mm-hmm. residing in him, and he sends them out, and they're very grotesque. Yeah, gosh, who needs a tongue like that? <laughs> um, so but he sends them out, and they're they're just, you know, they're they're like. It, at first, I got sort of a Harry Potter vibe out of some of it. Yes. Um, but they are, they're grotesque and, and all those things. But I wondered before the next scene happened and with the bat ray, mm-hmm. um, if part of the message was because he didn't have a pure heart, he couldn't have the powers in him. They had to come from these external sources.
0: That's an interesting thought. I liked, I, I hadn't thought about that. It's an interesting idea to think about for because, a period of time. Because
1: shortly after this, they discover. Mm-hmm. And it's it's Mary that realizes that Mary Mary sort of puts together by watching um, one of the televised v- videos playing of Freddy and Shazam on the
0: news. Mm-hmm.
1: Suddenly realizes who Shazam is. Yes. And she puts two and two together.
0: Well, because they had an interaction earlier too that very much speaks to that as well. Yeah. Um.
1: Yeah. He rescues her in a in a situation from getting hit. Yes. Okay. So. Um, Freddie throws the bat ray, mm-hmm. and Dr. Silvana gets hurt, gets...
0: Gets, gets a, like a cut on the back, back of his head. head. hmm
1: And Mary then realizes when the seven deadly sins are not in him anymore, he's weak. Yes. He's weaker. That's his weakness, as it were. hmm That in order to gather strength, he has to pull the sins back in inside him. Mm-hmm. And, and so when that happened, I'd already kind of wondered
0: how, how he was going to do it all at the end of the day. The way, the way it ends is kind of probably the ending of the entire movie was what redeemed it for me at the most part here. So, um, so again, like we'll, we'll kind of cut to the kind of the more interesting part here. All the kids are all the family members are there at the park and well,
1: not the parents, just the kids,
0: just the kids. Um, but his five, his five foster siblings, five foster siblings here. And, uh, at one point here billy and the back- staff
1: and the staff is there so so dr Silvana has gone back to the lair to get the staff
0: yes um he gets the staff here and shazam knocks it out of his hands you know and gets the other five kids to hold on to the staff and say his name and it's very classy you know and they all scream billy and he's like no, 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 no. The other one. That, I used <laughs> that to was trans- funny the too. Other one, the way I used to get to there, because again, that's a very much kind of a, like, well, your name is Billy. It's like, no, 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 no. The other one. They all say that, and they become the Marvel family here, and so again, you have Freddy becomes like, and this was something interesting. I didn't notice when I when I when I saw this, but when I when I thought about it here, it makes sense. All the characters have a different kind of color that they're all wearing initially. So Freddy's always wearing... Reminding
1: me of the Mighty more from Power Rangers. Very probably. much
0: like that, yeah. So, like, Billy's always wearing blue. I guess Mary's kind of wearing a little bit of everything here, but that doesn't really matter. That's oh, um, pink and red. She's mostly red. Yeah. And then Darla's wearing mostly purples and lavender, so she gets a purple version of her. Um, I guess, was it Pedro here is wearing kind of like a lot of green, so he becomes a green guy, and then... Uh, Cho is wearing a lot of gray, but he comes, you know, yellow. He, well, well we... no, he was he was there because they all have the silver, they all have okay. the gold sort of bolt in their chest. So, okay. yeah, so he's a kind of a gray tone sort of thing. Okay, um, so they all turned basically into adults here as well. Um, I liked Mary Marvel mostly. I liked Mary Marvel and Freddie Fa- uh, Freeman here because again, in the comics, they transform into the versions that are very similar to this. Okay. Even even down to where like it's Mary Marvel has the skirt and kind of like the tunic almost looking variation on the suit here. Because um, again, back in the back in the forties, here women wore skirts. Even as superheroes, they wore skirts. You look again, well. Depending
1: on what Wonder Woman you get, she does too. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, no. Again, very early versions of Wonder Woman wore a skirt.
1: Well, the movie.
0: had a kind of skirt yeah. too. Yep. So. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah. So again, they basically have this entire Marvel family, which, uh, which was not something I was expecting at all, or I guess we should call them the Shazam family.
1: The Shazam family.
0: Again, was not expecting that at all. And I found that to be a very interesting way to get, to get, to get there. Because again, I mean, like the fact that clearly the writers had done a lot of research into this and decided, this was going to be kind of that cool moment, and congrats for the trailers for not giving this part away at all. Because that's true. Cause because I know a hint. Did that it was not coming. expect this to happen at all, and you know, and
1: it's fun because it pulls you back to the early part of the movie when Shazam is figuring out his powers. Because again, they didn't get a manual,
0: and they all just kind of like get there. Like, they get they all, get the, they all, it all out. kind
1: of figure it out, and um, and and um, I found them actually a little more adroit at, at figuring it out than. than yeah. Poor Billy was. They
0: get there a lot quicker than everyone else does, oddly yeah. enough.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, um, but it, it sort of brought you back to the first part, I, I thought in a very nice way, mm-hmm. um, to the first part of the movie as well.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so there, so all the family's fighting off these seven deadly sins. Shazam gets Dr. Silvna far enough away. He's keeping one of the seven deadly sins in him the entire time to be able to fight here at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, and the trick was actually convincing. I guess envy, which envy—that's right. You know, the envy who was in Doctor Sylvna had basically come out, and once he gets out of there, like again, like you said, Doctor Sil- Doctor is basically powerless at that point here. Like he literally, like he's floating in midair when it happens. He literally, he literally falls to the ground, uh, barely hangs onto a pipe before falling, and then Shazam goes and saves him. Takes him back to the park, which I always found kind of odd. Why not just do it right there to pull the, yeah. little, the thing out here? Like literally, drops him and throws him onto the onto the fallen Ferris wheel, and then picks him back up to pull out the I,
1: pull out the eye. Yeah,
0: like staging. Come on, guys. Like, but again, okay, so, but
1: but the thing that he needs to put it back in is in the park, so maybe that's why that that sort of weird sort of cagey thing. Maybe the, or, the glowing.
0: Well, that cage thing ends up is back in the lair.
1: Yeah, ends up back in the letter. Yeah, but so. but um so maybe maybe that's why.
0: Maybe. Um so yeah, at the end of the day here the entire family is the heroes rather than just Shazam being the hero. Well
1: and how he figures it out is when the wizard um initially gives him the powers, he says, There are seven thrones mm-hmm. to be filled. Yes. I'm the I'm the last. And he dies, right at I mean he like crumbles like right. again Pretty something right out away. of Harry Potter. Um just, like falls and falls mm. to the ground and crumbles. And and um, and um so here's my question for you. There's Shazam and his five siblings. That's only six. Who's seven? I there are was, seven thrones.
0: Well, I you think what the, uh, what the wizard says, that there are seven powers at the end of the day, originally. He names the six of them, and then he mentions that there is a seventh, which is if, why he's looking for somebody of pure heart. And you go back and listen to why... He kind of chose, you know, Billy Batson here at the end of the days because he's got a pure of heart um, that he just needs to figure it out. Then in time, he'll he'll realize, and that's what gives him the trigger to the thought process: oh, I'll get my family involved.
1: Well, and and you see at the very very end, which was like the the tearjerker for me.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, that that he embraces the foster family, including the parents, mm-hmm. and and so. The whole time he's been looking for himself, when he finally gave in and admitted he needed help, this is the the moral storyline here, Mm -hmm. when he finally gave in and admitted he needed help, which is when he calls his his five siblings to grab the... Grab the staff and absorb his powers. And absorb the powers, um, is when he finds himself.
0: Absolutely. So they end up returning the orb that gave the seven deadly sin powers as sins get put back into rest or entombed here. they they
1: become the statues again Uh,
0: yeah and the movie ends in a very nice light-hearted sort of you know feeling that like oh hey the family's all together and everybody's in a happy state and um, the end of the movie actually is very somewhat interesting because in the middle of the movie here like freddie freeman here says oh yeah i know who the red comet or whoever else they're calling
1: yeah they're trying to find a name for him
0: They end up going through quite a number of names because to me at the end of the day when somebody mentions the red comet here i think of uh of gundam because there's a character in there called uh, the red comet which is a super guy who is in a red robot suit that's very fast and very much deadly on the scene when he's when he's there so i love that a lot of those names and i think i looked into it earlier are names for other superheroes
1: are they Okay, I that's... love I
0: love some of the little callbacks here because if you look at the school, the name of the school is called Fawcett Central, yeah, after Fawcett Comics.
1: Oh, that's cute. I didn't I didn't catch so there was, that. There was
0: there's that one there as well. Um, no, so there's a scene here where like yeah, I'm gonna have the red com- the the this Red Cyclone or wherever the guy is meet me meet, meet us for lunch. I here know the next him. Day. He's a friend
1: of mine. Yeah.
0: yeah, he's gonna he's gonna come for lunch and Shazam never shows up. And then at the very end here, like all the family kind of all the other five the siblings are all kind of gathered at lunch here and freddie's like what's going on hey they said this was okay today but you guys have different lunch schedules than i do yeah sure enough shazam kind of just comes out of nowhere here and is like hey yeah hello this is my best friend and oh yeah i brought one of my other friends and it's superman and you're just like wait what now
1: (laughs) i thought that was so cool
0: and then you know because freddie's just like oh yeah this is so embarrassing that my 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 other brother here is here and then oh crap. And looks to the side and sees Superman and just like gobsmack at it that yeah. it's actually happening. You're just like Yeah, that's the way the movie's gonna end. I love the way that movie ends. But they learned they learned this time. They did a Marvel thing where there's a post credit scene.
1: I so so I I've gotten very used to um staying past the credits yeah. so you could see what I think of as the Easter egg.
0: Oh, yeah, no, again, the Easter egg, sort of a little teasing little bit that happens. Like, yeah, like, it was there, and I was just like, oh. Yeah. And, again, I was watching the ending credits here, because the way they do the credits is kind of like this notebook-style, like, drawing yeah. sort of thing. I thought it was just perfect, because it's meant to be kind of a – it's kind of very much a teenager sort of thing to, yeah. like, yeah. draw on a notebook. Very, it
1: was very fitting. You know, it was – a. It, I think – if, if I had one overriding comment it was that it was made for a younger audience or for parents to take their younger kids to which I thought was kind of nice because most of the superhero movies are pretty dark
0: yeah they're very dark because they're I mean they're adults dealing with some yeah. adult things. this was very yeah. much a child dealing with adult things but from a child point of view and I appreciate that a lot because again you know, I think I think the movie is very naive and stuff like that like again I like the movie I hated the beginning because I didn't like Freddie Freeman and all the Little stuff that was happening with him, but then I realized later on I was watching the movie, especially toward the end, I wasn't supposed to like him in the beginning because he's annoying. He's and annoying. childish. Yeah, he's annoying and childish because that's yeah. what he is.
1: Yeah, and he is a child. And I
0: when I when I realized I was like oh oh this is a good movie because the movie made me buy into that and I'm not usually one to buy into that. Well, a lot and of
1: he, and he even gives you the context of why he's sort of annoying and that that's that he has to be because. He has a disability, and nobody wants to see
0: him. Nobody wants to be there with him, and if he doesn't stand out in some way, he'll never get the attention. Otherwise. Yeah,
1: because the the thing is that, that nobody wants to see him because nobody wants to be him. Yeah. And um, and I thought that was I thought that was nicely framed that he had to be this sort of pest
0: mm-hmm. to be seen. So I liked the movie. What do you think of the movie, Mom?
1: I liked the movie again too. I I wonder if it has a sequel. I assume it does.
0: I would imagine it probably does, based off hopefully box office numbers showing that this was a fun movie at the end of the day. Um, that certainly set it up here because um, you see a ca- when you go to the lair here or through the caverns with the wizard here. Yeah. A couple times you're there, you see a caterpillar in a jar.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: And then at the very end of the movie, Doctor Silva meets the caterpillar, and a caterpillar is talking, talking to, to him. him. Um, this in, in prison In prison, so when we get back to the comics here, it's a character called the Mastermind who, in a pretty lengthy sort of 24 issue sort of thing here was collected a series of villains to fight Captain Marvel, and at the very end of it, like nobody knew who the leader was and no it was ended up being this like super super intelligent caterpillar.
1: So and I didn't know that except that except that the minute the caterpillar you know I wondered early on because you don't give something attention
0: mm-hmm. unless un- you unless, unless you intend it, to use it
1: unless you intend to use it so
0: um, they very much I think yeah setting up another movie here um, if it is, they're setting up another movie here if they ever get a chance to do it I think with the way the movie I I, I worry though that if they don't have this movie come out in another two years from now here that none of the characters will be able to continue with it because because they'll have
1: aged out of the roles. they'll be
0: aged out of the roles here and are at the very minimum here like some will move on to other projects and you'll have to replace them with somebody else well
1: and and mary's about to go away to college anyway
0: mary's about to go away to college and that's actually you know and you know I, i imagine maybe you can replace darla because she's like maybe six or seven years old so like she gets a little older it's not the end of the world here but like you you can't really you can't
1: replace freddie and you can't replace billy
0: no and those are two characters here in which at the end of the day if they're like 17 years old they're going to look like they're 17 years old yeah um and i don't know if you would still have the 15 year old kind of innocence that you would in the characters
1: yeah it would you know it would it would necessarily change them yeah. Um, so you're you're right. They they we'll should just, be we'll fi- finishing some... script right now and getting ready to film.
0: Yeah. No. Again, like if, if yeah, I worry about that. And that's always one of the problems with like children movies here. If you don't strike it while well, the iron's hot here, you miss out on the chance to.
1: Well, they were filming one Harry Potter right after the other. Oh I mean, no! No. Yeah, yeah. Well,
0: in that movie, in that series, there again, like the fact that the age was a benefit for them. Because yeah. you got to literally see these kids go from being, you know, what looked like 10, 11 years old to being you know, almost 20 by the end of the movie here, even yeah. though they were only like 17 years old. Yeah. So that was very much a thing here.
1: Yeah.
0: <sighs> yeah, no, again, love the movie. Um, the ending was probably my favorite part here because I wasn't expecting to do that at all and it's a great callback here and I love the fact that all the kids got adult actors again to play like the, their and, older brother. and
1: And I thought... See, here's my comment with that. I thought those adult actors looked like they could be somebody those kids could grow into. I didn't find that with Billy and Shazam. But that's, that's just me.
0: Yeah. So I think that's a, you know, so again, we love the movie here. We'll put our show notes up on on our website here at nerdtutorialpodcast.com. Uh, we just started a Facebook group here as well. So we're trying to let you guys uh, keep up with us on Facebook if you're interested. Um, If you're also interested, you you can let me know of any questions, comments, or future ideas for shows at nerd underscore tutorial on Twitter. Uh, For myself, my nerdy tutor, and my mom, we thank you so much for joining us here this week, and we'll see you guys again next time. Bye!